Welcome back, extremely important listeners. You're listening to Come At Me, an extremely important podcast. My name is Kindred. I'm here with Riley. Hey. Hey. Uh, <laughs> listeners. Uh, you're in for a this treat. Week, this week, you're in for a treat. <laughs> we kind of put some work into it mm-hmm, this week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A little bit. Um, which is amazing, because you know us. Yeah. No work. We usually put no work into this. Um, painfully obvious, but... Painfully obvious. But uh, this week we did a, another YouTuber. Surprise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's unlike any other YouTuber out there. Except, I think there's except, like a ton of these people. Except all of the... Except for all the YouTubers Except for like all him. this community that does this. Um, he's unlike any YouTuber I'd normally watch. How about that? Fair. Um... And his name is Mr. Nightmare. Ooh. Are you scared yet? Halloween. It's today while we're recording at Cinco de Mayo. Oh, it is Halloween. So you can know um, how long it takes us to get this up. But it's It's Halloween on Cinco de Mayo. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, it sure is. Uh, Riley, (laughs) (laughs) you got anything to say about Mr. Nightmare? What do you think? Um... I have a lot of thoughts, but none of them okay. matter. I, uh, as usual, I uh, well, yeah, <laughs> same here. This is I. I'm very confused by this channel. Yeah, yeah. In in summary, it's a guy mm-hmm. with a deep voice uh-huh. and a lot of vocal fry. Yeah. Who um, supposedly people are submitting stories to him. That, that- that's what he wants you to believe. But, like, it? a lot of them aren't credited. So I don't really, un- like, it'll be like, story one is this guy and story two is this guy. But then there's four stories and the other two aren't credited. So I don't know if he's doing those. I don't know. Um, anyway, there's he's reading true right uh-huh. stories. And they're all, like, creepy, disturbing, scary, oh, horrifying, yeah. whatever. Three true Tinder horror stories. Yeah, and um, none of them are scary. No. Um, they're all uh, false. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say, and none of them are true. And, like, I wonder if maybe one in, like, 40 is, like, a true story. Right. That's not and exaggerated. Someone actually submitted. Yeah. But most um, of them are, like, very clearly not real. And extremely formulaic. Yeah. <laughs> to the point of... You're like, oh my god, he wrote all of these stories. Yeah. Um, Steven, our good friend, who you will mm-hmm. hear a story from later today. Yes. Um, we all wrote our own Mr. Nightmare stories. We did. We did. That's how that's how much effort we put into those Yeah, guys. Like oh, several people are involved. Um, yes. But Steven made a flowchart of like how these stories work and it's mm-hmm. so amazing. It's very accurate. Um, so spot on. <laughs> Cameron, who also wrote some stories with Mikey. Uh-huh. commented that it's just like someone reading creepypasta yeah it's, it is. it's it's like just so weird to me that this is something these have millions of views millions of views and i just don't i'm like who i mean i guess it's just like 12 year olds that are like oh man that's so fucking creepy dude right but right they're just none of them are actually scary they're all clearly made up and even if they yeah. weren't it's like how the fuck would that happen? Like I, yeah, I was listening to one this morning, uh huh. And this guy, the story was like, I was throwing a pool party with all my friends, <laughs> and then 
<laughs> all of a sudden, this girl's screaming in the pool, and there's blood everywhere. Right. And someone had gone in the pool and cut her leg and then ran away. And I was like, what? What's what? the motivation? Why would anybody do that? Like, I was going to say. And, like, he didn't, like, kill oh. her. He didn't, like, murder her, rape her. I don't, he just, like, cut no. her leg and ran away. I was just like, oh what? God. And he's like, I, I called the cops and we reviewed this. It's always, like, the cops are just like, I believe you. This is yeah. worth my time. Yep. And there's always more than one cop. Like, it's always, yeah. like, five cops came out. And yeah, it's exactly. Like, no. Immediately. Oh, man. <laughs> I was, there was another one. Um, They're just so funny. There was, they like, um, disturbing chat stories oh yeah yeah and there's one the two boys are doing chat roulette and they uh-huh. see a girl yes. and there's a man standing behind her and then uh-huh. he grabs her and then he turns off the camera and then yes. they're like we called the police and told them what we saw because we heard a girl was murdered on chat roulette yes and like we told the police everything i don't know if it helped but and i was like what the, what police were like i just were you guys living in the same city? Like, I don't... This is right. chat roulette. Like, just... Yes. I, none of this that makes one, any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. And that one especially, I, we, I remember... Here's here's how um, I got into Mr. Nightmare. Mm-hmm. When I was on it... When I first moved to Atlanta, I didn't have a job. And so Steven and I would spend all day watching YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. And we, we ran out of YouTube videos and we stumbled upon Mr. Nightmare. Mm-hmm. And... We were like, this is the worst bullshit. And yet, it's so angry, it's, like, it's entertaining. It's fun, yeah. It's fun. But um, but that one, with the chat roulette one, especially, it comes off as such a creepypasta. Yeah, and it's just you like, know? there was a girl, and all of a sudden there was a guy behind her. And yeah. I didn't see her at first, but my friend did. And, like, yeah. there was one, did you listen to the one about the kids on their playing uh their ds's oh it's in the same video because it was yes i love that one yes i love that one (laughs) in this world they make up a man who buys a nintendo ds Uh and joins their picto chat group so good just to like freak them out yeah so there's no conclusion they're like (laughs) and then we ran away yep well, that's and that's the best thing. Yeah, is that it always is. And then I ran away. I don't really know what happened, but but it still freaks me out. That's like my yeah. favorite thing. Um, in Stephen's flow chart, it said like all the stories are in past tense, uh-huh. so there's no like you're never worried that they're not gonna make no. it because it's right. always like and then I drove away and then I yep. got on my boat and drove away and then yep. I got in my car and drove away then and I then, called my mom and, then, and ran away like yep well and um did you listen to the one and it was like somebody working in a gym I heard one about a janitor Okay, I was the janitor the one in the school? Yeah, and he's like, and then above me in the vents, I could yeah. see the vents bending, and then I left, yeah. and I That's never so worked there again. He's like, yep. he's like, thankfully, that was my last day. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Stephen and I, when I was working on my story, I was sitting out in the living room, mm-hmm. and Stephen was really, truly just dissecting these videos. Yeah. Because he just has a knack. But he was... He, uh, we were watching that one, and he, the picture comes up um, of the high school that that kid was janitoring at, apparently. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, that's Corvallis High School. 
No way. And I was like, what? And yeah, so he Googled Corvallis High School and he tried to find the picture. He was like, I wonder, he was like, oh, I know what he must have searched. He must have just searched like uh, high school, high school parking lot at night. Right. And then he searched that and it was the first picture was Corvallis High School. Are these like, (laughs) serious question. Yeah. Is he like... I don't know, following copyright laws? Or is he just Googling pictures know. and, sh- like, slapping them in there? Like, people oh, own wanna... things. I... Listen, I got curious enough. I, f- I went on his Twitter today. Do you want to listen to this tweet uh-huh. that he... Okay, let's of course. See. Why? Don't even ask me. I'm so, I'm so glad. Okay, here we go. So his top tweet, and it was made on January 30th, so he's not actually very active on Twitter. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a shame. But it says... Uh, it says... Noticing the pictures that I use most in my videos are pictures inside of houses, specifically at night. Google has done me good for many years now, but it's getting to the point that I'm reusing old pictures. If you'd like a room in your house used in a vid, email me some pics. So, he is just Googling. Oh, that's weird. (laughs) It's weird. Yeah, you can't... (laughs) You, you can't just, you can't do that. When I started at my job, um, uh-huh. I do, like, marketing. Yeah. And the other person who used to do my job was, like, talking to me about what to do for things. Okay. And I was like, oh, so you, you do the search on Google where you can find the, like, free use images. Yeah. And she was like, what? <laughs> and just, had, like, oh. I, think, I think people don't know that images are owned by someone. Yeah. You can't just freely use them, especially in a commercial way. And right. he's clearly making money off of these. You can't just steal people's photos. That's, oh, like they you know, can claim that. They can. Well, and actually that um, that Corvallis High School picture, mm-hmm. Stephen found who it was credited to and it was originally like in a yearbook in the Corvallis High School yearbook. Oh, that's weird. And like there's photo credit and he doesn't credit on the video. Yeah, there's no mention no. of any of that. I know this is a no. boring thing to talk about, but that's like honestly bothers me <laughs> no it's it's prevalent though because he's obviously making so much money off of these yeah. and like can't can't pay two dollars for a stock image right like buy no. a fucking subscription to whatever you know the, right. all those stock image websites listen we just watch another youtuber who's promoting those stock image websites and use their discount codes <laughs> like exactly. jesus it's all you need to do he doesn't have time to do he's writing nonstop. he has no time to do that he's writing so hard um but honestly i don't think he writes all of them i think a lot of them are submitted like by just people who are like here's my crazy story i mean i i agree but how do you explain how the structure is almost identical? I think because the people who are submitting are people that watch. So they kind of know what so they're not, he's done in the past. They're not trying to, like, fit his formula, but they're like, ooh, I could come up with a creepy story where I pretend mm-hmm. that I my parents had a rich gated pool. Right. <laughs> where And a was... man came in and stabbed my friend. Like, you know. Right. Yeah. It's not um, I, I didn't try to follow Steven's formula. I hadn't seen it while I was writing my story and my no, story fits right. it almost perfectly cuz it's yeah. just like that's how that's how they go. It's true. Um but I was again, sorry. I watched these with Linda and Steven, so they had they had a lot of things to say about them. Mm-hmm. But they aren't on the microphone. Um but <laughs> So I just get to misquote li- them. <laughs> I'll just misquote them. But Steven was telling me that Linda said <laughs> But Linda uh was like what if he like trained they're so similar Mm -hmm. what if he like trained an ai you know 
Oh, like, shit. Yeah. Those like, like just shit out these bots. stories. Yeah. Yeah. Which I was like, I mean, I don't, I, Mr. Nightmare probably isn't smart enough for that, but they're so formulaic that it could be true. Yeah. Totally. And isn't that a horror story? <gasps> All along. <laughs> Mr. Nightmare was a bot. I just, yeah. It's so funny. I was watching a, maybe the most recent one. And it uh-huh. was like three disturbing deep sea stories. Oh, I haven't watched that one yet. <laughs> I, here, here's a spoiler alert. Okay. None of them are deep sea stories. Okay. They're all just people on boats. And I was like, so how is this a deep sea? Not like all of say, them. Probably like on a lake. It was all of like people on boats. And then somehow someone got on their boat. And that was scary. <gasps> Uh oh, a person where they're not supposed to be. Yeah, and that was like the whole thing. And oh my god, in one of them, uh-huh. just to spoil it for you, because I yeah, just, that, I I really actually don't care if you spoil it. It was so funny. Um, okay. in one of the stories, I like bust out laughing. Um, a guy's on his boat. Okay, I can't remember if he's with a friend or not. Okay, and someone gets on his boat and he's like banging against the bow of the boat. Okay, and he gets up and the guy's like, hey. Oh, I'm not doing anything creepy. We ran out of gas. Can I get some gas from you? Uh-huh. And then the next, his reaction to this, he's like, I knew something was up. What the fuck? <laughs> he, he pushes him in the water and drives away. No. He's like, he, no. he reached out my hand to shake my hand. So I pushed him in the water and drove You're- away. You've got to be fucking kidding me. That's not a normal human being reaction. I know. I was like, you wouldn't be like, hey, man, no, sorry. And then see how he reacts. Like, I don't I don't know. His reaction was to push him in the water. And then he's like, thankfully, they didn't follow. So I'm like, yeah, he's dead. (laughs) Like, yeah, you push him him into the water. Oh, my God. That is just so ridiculous. I love it. So ridiculous. I love it a lot. Um, Yeah. With that. with that let's read our stories because i think they're gonna take a hot minute a hot minute all right guys buckle up Mm -hmm. friends steven was like are you gonna edit this and like put music and i was like i was like i don't think so but if i do you know i put some work into it i thought about it i thought about like um (laughs) we need to have ads in between every story because that's very jarring every time (laughs) it's so good um and we need to like have someone being like hello uh-huh hello Exa- exactly oh that's actually perfect if we could get that clean i'll just t- i'll take that i'll use that as the hello and then here i'll knock i'm sure there's a okay. knock at some point okay there you yeah. go yeah that's good that's all you that's need that's good all right um i'm gonna do steven's first and tell me if this just wasn't it wasn't written by mr nightmare okay <laughs> all right here we go 100% certifiably true, not fake story about Disneyland by Anonymous. I'm going to try not to laugh the whole time. I, that's, that's okay if you do. I think it'll be, it's our version of Mr. Nightmare. The I'll just, version. I'll make it creepy. Oh, perfect, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> if you laugh, it has to be creepy. Okay, okay, here we go. It was the summer after my sophomore year in high school, and my dad was on sabbatical from his work. My younger brother Jackson had been getting on his case about going to Disneyland instead of our usual trip to our grandparents' place. I'd already been there as a kid, but the Tomorrowland Land movie had just come out, and I was curious about what kind of renovations were made to my favorite part of the park. So when my dad asked me where I wanted to go, I agreed. Jackson was super excited, 
because he because he had this precocious interest in animatronics. He wanted to check out stuff like the Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Mansion rides. Personally, I didn't like the dark rides, except for Space Mountain, as I'd been clinically diagnosed with nyctophobia a few years before. Anyway, we all piled into the car <laughs> and drove for seven hours to a hotel where we were staying. The next morning, we were able to get... <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. You're laughing. I just so love good. the, like... They always have these details that you're like, I don't need to know that. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I don't need to know that at all. <sighs> the next morning, we were able to get an early start, but the lines outside the park were still long. Jackson was being more patient than I had ever seen him be, though, and when we finally got in, we started heading over towards New Orleans Square, where the Haunted Mansion ride was. On the way, we stopped at the Indiana Jones ride. I was busy decoding the text on the walls when all of a sudden some spikes dropped down from the ceiling. Normally, this wouldn't bother me, but due to the cramped and dark quarters, I was put on edge a little bit. My brother laughed and said that I was a little that it was a little interactive thing you could trigger in the room. I told him to stop freaking people out. The rest of the ride was like how I remembered it, and we went on to the mansion afterward. My mom and dad went to get those non-alcoholic mint julep slushies and told me to go ahead and take Jackson through the mansion. I wasn't exactly thrilled about it after Jackson pulled that fast one on me, especially since I had never actually been into the mansion before. When we got there, I saw it was that <laughs> I saw it was that that same sort of museum type queue like from the Indiana Jones ride. When we arrived in the room with the paintings, it was a little crowded, but Jackson said he, that he saw a man in a, in a ghost makeup that had snuck into the crowd and was probably going to try to scare us soon. I was glad for the heads up, but I didn't see the guy he was talking about. The floor started moving, and I realized we were actually in an elevator, which was actually pretty cool. Jackson, <laughs> Jackson let go of my hand and started pointing and laughing at all various paintings showing me showing the way the fictional residents of the mansion had died the ride was actually pretty sweet and it had hadn't even started yet all of a sudden though the lights went out and some projected ghosts appeared on the ceiling something about the colors drove me into a near panic and i could hear my heart beating over the shocked gasps of the crowd even worse when the lights came back on i realized that my brother was gone i began worriedly asking people if they had seen my brother but they just kind of hustled along to the next spot. I saw there was a kind of curtain in the wall of the elevator, and behind it there was some kind of maintenance exit, maintenance exit that was ajar. My heart pounding, I ran through the door into a dimly, dimly lit corridor where I saw a guy in an old-fashioned tailcoat dragging Jackson along by the wrist. Gathering up just enough courage to make sure my voice didn't tremble, I shouted, Stop! Police! <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, somehow this gambit worked, and the guy let go of Jackson and ran off. I'm <laughs> Life hack. <laughs> it really is. Uh, I made sure Jackson was okay and found the nearest exit, which went out to the side of the building. We had to hop a fence to get back to my parents, and I told them what happened. They quickly dialed 911, but some private park security guys showed up instead and asked me about the guy in the suit. Apparently, the description mask some matched someone fire, some fired park worker that had begun acting inappropriately after his ex-wife won custody of the kids. Oh my god. <laughs> Ever since that day, Jackson didn't like to talk about animatronics or ride design or any of that stuff anymore. 
A few weeks later, I was eating breakfast. <laughs> a few weeks later, I was eating breakfast when my mom gasped at the TV. During maintenance, the Disneyland employees had found a hanged, partially decomposed body of a man in a tailcoat, oh overlooked for days, as parkgoers assumed he was part of the decorations inside the haunted mansion. So anyway. <laughs> wow. Just, wow. Whew. That was beautiful. <laughs> really, that was very good. That's oh just, my god. The, the the thing that makes it good is just the, the like Riley said the pointless details. I know I just, always I love that just like, <laughs> like non-alcoholic mint juleps. It's like <laughs> okay okay. They're like because they're trying to make it sound more real, but yeah. by doing that it makes it sound oh it's sounds just so more. Fake. I do love he was seemed very knowledgeable about his Disney map layout. He did. I liked it. <laughs> the specific, the New Orleans Square, know, the whatever. New Orleans Square. That's so oh, good. I, but that's like, that's what they all sound like. Okay. I think okay. I'm going to read mine because um, Hell yeah. the ones from Cameron and Mikey, it's going to be long and I think it's going to be a good, I don't want to get there yet, you know? Okay. And mine, mine's good. like a page, so it'll go quickly. Perfect. Okay. This is called One Disturbing True michael's craft store story no hell yeah okay i'm gonna try not to laugh at myself but like this is so stupid okay okay (sighs) okay i need to get like just like a breather yeah i need to like get dark you know okay yeah definitely back when i was in middle school i used to be really obsessed with the way michael smelled something about walking into that store and smelling old cinnamon pine cones mixed with foam and yarn and vinyl lettering just made me feel alive so anyway every friday after school i'd make my mom drive me to the strip mall so i could sniff around michael's for a while my mom has the guinness world record for most cricket machines so she would usually just hang around the cricket aisle and shove as many in her large duffel bag as humanly possible (laughs) i'm sorry it's not even funny so good Shove as many in her large duffel bag as humanly possible while I roamed around and breathed in deeply. Well, the very last time I stepped foot into a Michaels, emphasis on last time, I was admiring their frames when I noticed the prices. Some of these cheap plastic frames were like $60. At first I thought, I must have been wrong. Maybe the stickers got switched or something. I started yelling for an employee. And this old woman with one really big eye and one also similarly sized eye and a pretty average nose and crazy gray hair and a long skirt and blue fingernails and at least four moles and wrinkly skin and a signature Michael's red vest and two shoes that looked like Keds but maybe were knockoff versions from Payless or Walmart came walking over to me. There was just something about her that felt wrong. She kept smiling at me and asking why I was yelling and is everything okay and can I help you find something and is there something you need framed? Her smile, her smile was too smiley. I wasn't positive and it was kind of dark because the light right above us was just like kind of dim or something, but I was pretty sure I saw her mouth that she was going to kill my mom with all those damn crickets in her duffel bag. Obviously, I found that pretty alarming. Pretty fucked up. I knew I needed to act fast. 
I've watched plenty of Dateline and I knew where this was going. I knew what would happen if I didn't take action. I knew it and I was right. I screamed, Janet! I actually screamed my mom's real name, but let's just call her Janet for the brief mention in this story. And then I started grabbing 60 to $90 frames and smashing them on the ground as fast as I could. The old Michaels lady looked horrified, but in a way that was off, and I knew she meant business. I kept smashing frames and screaming my mom's real name, but we'll call her Janet. I breathed in as deeply as I could because I knew I needed to remember the smell of Michaels. I ran out with my mom, who were calling Janet, and we hid in the Barnes & Noble next door until I knew we were safe. I didn't call the cops, but I probably will in a week or something just to make sure they know. <laughs> about the expensive frames and the old lady with the sock-off kids. <laughs> to this day, it is still the most disturbing thing that has ever happened to me, and I still really miss smelling Michaels every Friday night while my mom stills crickets. <laughs> wow, that was... I, oh, the addition of... I haven't called the cops yet, but... <laughs> probably will the last video i watched that's how it ended <laughs> it's just she was so like stupid. i never called the cops but i probably will i'll probably get around <laughs> to it soon and i was like what what are you talking about this isn't how normal people act oh man oh that's a that was rich that was very rich it's a true disturbing michael's craft store story i love it okay it, it happened and it was real it was it happened and listen guys shut up okay <laughs> Alright, um, I guess I'll read mine next, and it's, oh, it's not as funny as Riley's. Riley's is so good, thank you. Mine was, it's, guys, it was so good. Mine was just dumb. It's not, I love it's it. not, it's okay. Okay, alright. This, uh, this would appear on a video that was probably be caught, titled, Three True Memorial Day Horror Stories. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Alright, here we go. My name is Nathan, and this happened a few years ago on Memorial Day weekend. I had to come in and do some work on Memorial Day, even though our office was closed. My boss was pretty nice and said I didn't have to, but I didn't want to stress about the report I needed to finish when I was at my girlfriend's barbecue later that night. The building I work in is pretty tall and really nice. I never felt scared being alone in the building until that day. I work on the 14th floor, and to access the floor on weekends and holidays, you have to scan a passkey in the elevator and then press the floor you want to go to to even get the elevator to work. When I got to my floor, I walked over to my office's front door and unlocked it. It was, the only one, it was only one of two offices on the entire floor, and I could see no one was in the other business's office. I opened the main door by the receptionist's desk and decided to leave it unlocked since I knew I'd be the only one coming in today. And also because I knew that no one would could just wander in off of the street since you needed a passkey to get the elevator up here. Yeah, we know. <laughs> oh. <coughs> when I got to my desk, I thought I heard a weird thumping noise coming from the floor below me. But it stopped after a second, so I didn't give it a second thought. I was just about finished with my report when I thought I heard somebody moving around in the office. I guess it must have been one of my coworkers who also decided to come in, so I didn't worry. I printed off the report and started walking to my boss's office so I could put it on his desk. To get to his office, I had to walk past the reception area where I came in. But the closer I got to the reception desk, the more something started to feel strange. I started to sweat, and my heart was racing. I could hear the front door being opened and closed repeatedly. That was weird, because I knew none of my coworkers would be doing that. 
<laughs> when I got to the front door, there was a woman standing outside the door, pulling the door open and letting it close. She was probably in her 60s and her hair was super messy. <laughs> she had crazy eyes and was mumbling something that sounded like a foreign language under her breath. I'm not an expert, but I took Latin in college, from what I could tell. <laughs> she was repeating Latin phrases that sounded like something a witch would say. I don't, <laughs> I don't believe in witches, though, so I just shouted, What do you want? And she grew quiet. She didn't open the door for a second, and she just stared at me. All of a sudden, she let out a blood-curdling scream. I took off at a full sprint to my boss's office and put the report on his desk. <laughs> I'm lucky I had my phone and keys and wallet in my pocket still because I, <laughs> because I bolted out the back door and didn't look back. I could still hear the lady screaming Latin words when the elevator came to take me to the first floor. To this day, I still don't know how she got up to my floor and if she thought she was trying to curse me. I'm just lucky I got out of there alive. Oh my god. I love that they always just like leave the problem. <laughs> I'm like, you left your fucking office unlocked. <laughs> there was this crazy woman, but I left, so who fucking cares? Like, yeah. It's not my goddamn problem anymore. <laughs> Someone might have got murdered, but, like, I was fine. I still like, think about like, it to this day. <laughs> so stupid. It's always the, and I still think about it. I know. Oh, oh my God. So dumb. And, uh, right. I ran to my boss's <laughs> office to put my report on his desk, because that was still my priority. I mean, listen, he it's had to always, get to his girlfriend's barbecue. I love it. It's, like, always people who, like, don't understand how the situation they're talking about would, like, actually play out. Right. Like, you're just like, oh, yeah, I work in an office, so that, of course, I have to put this report on his desk and come in on Memorial Day. Like, oh, my God, right. amazing. It's, like, people oh. who just see movies about, like, jobs. That's exactly what it is. That's oh, exactly what it is. God, that was, I, that made me cry. Oh, I'm glad. All right. Because I was now, so scared. I was so afraid. Um, all right. All right. Before we get to the treat that will be Cameron and Mikey's story, uh-huh. I've got a final one by Linda. Okay. And I haven't read this one yet, so we're both in for a surprise. At least that's what they tell me. I'm so excited. Okay. The spring break after my freshman year, I decided to go back to my hometown for some relaxation. I didn't have the best semester because I was honestly too busy partying and I needed to unwind. I also needed somewhere to stay in town so I didn't have to go home and face my parents nagging me about my grades. My dad wanted me to go to medical school so I could work at his dermatology clinic, but I didn't have the heart to tell him that I didn't care about it. Anyway, mm. I stayed with my friend Kevin, who still lived in town. His family lived uh, quite a bit across town from me, so I was basically guaranteed to not run into my parents here. My mom refused to come over to this side of town, and my dad was always too busy at night to hit up the night scene here. Oh my god, that's why. <laughs> Kevin's house was pretty small, so I wasn't sure where to bring all my stuff from college, but it would have to do. Kevin's parents were out doing some graveyard shifts, and Kevin suggested that we go out and try to get into the bars, try to score. <laughs> I never, never would have been allowed out of the house this late, so even though I was exhausted, I couldn't pass up the offer. I knew that there were some pretty cute girls that hung around these bars. We ended up wandering around the strip for a few hours, hopping from bar to bar with a couple of shitty fake IDs. I got a couple of girls' numbers, 
but nothing exciting happened. <laughs> it seemed like everyone was on vacation somewhere else for spring break. Eventually we got carded at one place we tried to go to, and the guy told us to go home. Pretty bummed from our less than successful outing, we decided to grab a snack. I had suggested that we run to a nearby Whole Foods that I remember going to a few years ago all the time with my family. What time is it? <laughs> exactly. When we got there, it was completely closed down. The parking lot was full of construction vehicles and ramps. The front door was still kind of open, and there was a lot of litter and construction parts everywhere around the lot. We also saw some scooters scattered around, the kind that you boot up with an a app on your phone and ride around until the battery goes dead. Kevin and I both started one up, and we started going through the lot doing a few tricks while, on, <laughs> while our buzz wore off. <laughs> then, we, then we heard a loud slamming sound from inside the abandoned Whole Foods store. It sounded like someone knocking something super heavy on the ground right by the door. We couldn't see what happened, though, since we were on the side of the building. We decided to get the hell out of there and put the scooters on as fast as they could go up towards the road. Kevin stopped, and all of, all of a sudden, with a beep, letting us know that it was powered down. My heart was racing. We found a new one. Started up. <laughs> <laughs> fucking scooters. Oh, we started it up. Once we heard this, once we heard the starting jingle, started to get out of there. From around the corner, where the front door was, we heard the distant jingle of another scooter starting up. <laughs> Panic. Panicking, we sped up the path to take us back to the road. I looked behind us and saw someone on a scooter following us fairly close, but not close enough to see their face. They looked like a tall guy, but I couldn't be sure. Somehow this guy kept getting closer to us, and I realized through the glow in the dark that he had somehow found a scooter with completely full battery. <laughs> as if it... <laughs> As if he had been keeping it to himself inside the abandoned building. I shouted back <laughs> shouted back to him to leave us the fuck alone because I knew that people could ruin I knew people that could <laughs> this is a good sentence. I shouted back at him to leave us the fuck alone because I knew people that could ruin his life. The guy said nothing and just laughed at a, at a laughed a creepy chuckle at us before continuing to accelerate at us. I tried to yell at him more, but I was too scared to say anything. He eventually got close enough to Kevin to grab him, so Kevin pulled off his jacket and threw it at the guy, which made him slow down a bit. By this time, we were to the main road, and we saw the bar we had gotten kicked out of earlier. We sprinted to the bouncer and explained the situation briefly, and he let us stay just inside the entrance. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin had lost his phone when he threw his jacket, so I called the police. The police came in a couple minutes and asked us what had happened, paying no mind to the fact that we were clearly underage and had been drinking. They ran off in the dis <laughs> they ran off in the distance to find the guy and came in about in a, in a, in a, <laughs> they ran off and in about ten minutes they came back with the guy in cuffs. Oh my God. Now in the light, I could see that he was pretty gross. He looked like he was in his forties and he had a horrible acne all over his face. Oh. He was clearly angry, trying to fight with the cops as they shoved him into the car. Later, the cops told us that there had been other reports of stalking in the area, and that we were lucky to have gotten away so late at night when there was no one else around. The guy went to jail, but neither Kevin or I have been back to that parking lot ever since, <laughs> or, got, or, got, or gotten on one of those scooters. So because of that night, I decided to sober up a bit. I started taking my classes more seriously. <laughs> 
eventually want to and eventually went to medical school to become a dermatologist. That guy's horrible face stuck with me for the years. <laughs> oh god, what a twist. But this uh, but this night always haunted me. It was the scariest night of my life because I am a spoiled, privileged little dickhead who had never faced any regular danger and didn't realize that other people don't wander around abandoned parking lots in the middle of the night. Probably never will e- I probably never will even realize how completely out of touch with reality I am either. <laughs> oh. oh my god. That was <laughs> Wow, full circle. <laughs> One true <laughs> disturbing bird scooter story. <laughs> it's so good. Oh I don't god. use lift scooters because I only use bird scooters. They just have better batteries. Oh my god. <laughs> that was that's the twist that we're waiting for. It's, <clears throat> it really was. It really was. All right. That was beautiful. Okay. Here we go. I'm so excited. Um this this is going to be a minute. I'm going to do my best okay. to not just laugh through the whole thing, okay? I'm I mean, <laughs> I'm going to just yeah. yeah you go time. ahead. Okay. okay. Um this is called <laughs> Four Horrifying True Old People's Stories. By Obscure Mary and Dubious Astrid. Yes! Story one. I was maybe 15 when my mom and stepdad Ralph sent us off to our grandmother's house for the summer so they could make you <laughs> so they could make use of the new plastic backyard gymnasium in a very sexual way. <laughs> this is the first sentence. Oh my god. Ralph said he especially didn't want my brother around because he didn't want any man honing in on his action. <laughs> He clearly didn't pay that much attention to us, or he would know that our mom wasn't our type. When our grandmother greeted us at the door, we both immediately took note of her new shiny, of her shiny new trench coat. Nice trench coat, Grandma, I said. She just stared at us both at the same time. We'd never met our grandmother before, and neither had our parents, but we both <laughs> seemed to notice simultaneously that she had those kind of eyes that neither looked directly at you nor looked away. It felt like she was staring into both of our souls, and it was very disturbing. But she didn't say anything, so we shrugged it off as coincidence. Excuse me, Grandma, I said, but I am on my period right now, and I hate all men. Where is your bathroom? I need to plug my dripping sin hole with gross woman products. (laughs) Gross, said my brother, and he was right. But Grandma didn't say anything. She just kept staring at us, looking old and gross. Seconds later, because of the way her face looks, I would request my brother to put a bullet in my head when I turned 30. I assumed she couldn't hear me because she was old. My brother just nodded in response. Excuse us, Grandma, he said as he walked past her. As he walked past her, he began violently sneezing. It was disturbing at the time and now, but I didn't think much of it and chalked it up to coincidence as I didn't sneeze when I walked past her and looked for a bathroom. (laughs) I grew villainous and angry with my brother when I discovered the toilet seat was up in the bathroom. (laughs) He was my older brother, but he would receive a scolding nonetheless. And I would tell mom because men are stupid and I hate them because I'm always on my period. This is definitely how girl bodies works. (laughs) It took me like six tampons to stop the torrential villainous downpour of physically manifested feminism. I was about to go yell at my brother for something stupid because that's what girls do because I'm a girl, I promise, and all of this really happened when I noticed him playing on his Xbox. 
I don't know anything about video games except for Candy Crush on my phone, but I'm pretty sure he was playing Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. <laughs> I sat down next to him and watched, dare not asking to play, because as a girl, video games that aren't Candy Crush are very upsetting to me, and I wish they all would stop. I looked back over at the door, which was still open, but Grandma was gone. It was very disturbing to me at the time, but I didn't think much about it because it was probably a coincidence. I hate men, I said to my brother. He didn't <laughs> respond. This was normal and not very disturbing at all. Coincidence had nothing to do with it. I hate video games because men love them, and I hate men. I am a woman. <laughs> and that's when I noticed it. There on the floor next to the Xbox, there was a dead spider with its legs curled up because I heard somewhere that's what happens to spiders when they die. I decided to tell my brother. Brother, I said, there's a dead spider. My brother immediately began sneezing violently again. Something about this was very disturbing and not coincidental at all. I'm allergic to spiders, he said. That's when I noticed Grandma in the corner, licking dead flies off the hanging flypaper. <gasps> Grandma, that's not people food, I stammered. <laughs> when she turned to look at us, my brother kept sneezing. There was an ominous scuttling sound coming from the inside of her coat. That's when I noticed the wrinkles on her face and in her dead eyes weren't wrinkles at all. They were spiders. Brother, run! I said as we both ran up the stairs and into a room. We need to call the cops. <laughs> call them what? My brother asks desperately. There are only so many synonyms for pigs to choose from. I mean on the phone, I said, finishing my game of Candy Crush before dialing 911. <laughs> Hello? The cops said. Hello, I need help. My grandma is like a million spiders wearing a trench coat. That doesn't sound believable. I don't believe you. Oh, uh, I mean, there are poor people in this here nice neighborhood, in fact. Please send help, of course. Right away, ma'am. <laughs> there was banging on the other side of the door and what sounded like a million spiders scuttling to try to mimic old people speak. It kind of sounded like, do you have any flies in there? but I couldn't hear it because I was scared, so I don't know for sure. It was very scary, but then the banging stopped and the police arrived. Come out with your penniless hands up, said the police. We're not poor, I said, opening the door. We're the ones who called. I showed the police my shoes, which are expensive, so he would know I was telling the truth. We don't see any poor people here, ma'am. They must have escaped back to the sewers. No, I said, it's my grandma. She's made of spiders. I tried to point at my grandma, but in her place there was simply an, an abandoned trench coat where she stood. But they were right here. My grandma was right here and made of spiders. You're lucky you're not poor, the police officer said. You'd better go to college and get a good job when your parents kick you out or I'm going to bust you. My brother sneezed violently. <laughs> but I started, but the police officer wasn't having any of it. He grabbed one of the hanging flypapers as evidence and went back out onto the streets looking for vagrants. Our grandma was gone, and we spent the rest of the summer in the house alone. But there's one detail from that night I didn't notice right away, and I feel diarrhea sick to my stomach just thinking about it. The cop we spoke to, he wore the same trench coat our grandma was wearing, and he looked very old. Ominous droning hum. <laughs> Ooh, I like that one. Um... I hope my audacity's working. <laughs> oh, fingers crossed. So if it's not, whatever. It's fine. <clears throat> um, and then that, here, that's three true audacity horses. Yeah. Oh my god. Here's the ad. 
Okay. Hey, you. Are you a man? Do you have a man's needs? Are you tiring of wiping with girly, flowery, two-ply toilet paper? You want wipey paper for your bussy? (laughs) Or do you have a butthole like a real man? (laughs) We've got the product for you. Gunmetal scented butthole evisceration. No. Our product is made of 100% copper wiring so you can scrape the crap from your cannon like the man you were born to be. This is where the person who isn't reading starts making explosion noises. <laughs> Gunmetal scented butthole evisceration because toilet paper is for bitches. We came here to wipe ass and drive Harleys and our Harleys are all out of gas. Make cool engine revving noises and more explo- explosion noises here, please. Boom. all right story two wow i want to buy some of that (laughs) seriously just get some uh steel wool yeah there you go all right i was 16 years old in 2006 i'd gotten a job as a pizza guy at pizza guy pizza not because i needed the money my parents were very rich and i had no intention of allowing themselves to be related in name blood or legend to anything that was poor but in order to maintain my crip- <laughs> but in order to maintain my crippling methamphetamine addiction, I had to get a job. You see, my parents would have been very ashamed of me to be addicted to meth and not coke because of the way they saw it. Methamphetamine was cocaine for vagabonds. And don't even get them started on the bastardization they call crack. So every day I would tell my parents I was off to exploit the poor and I would go to work, where in reality capitalism had the poor exploiting me. <laughs> One night, I I was hesitantly given a pizza order by my boss, which was largely prunes and aphids, which was disturbing to me, because who puts prunes on a pizza? But that wasn't even the most disturbing part that I didn't learn until after I made the pizza. He told me the pizza was to be delivered to a trailer park. As a person of good standing within the community of halves, there are three sentences of terror that will shake any good-natured Caucasian to their soft, pleasant hue of pink core. Your credit card has been declined, can you spare some change? And we're going to the trailer park. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have done it. I knew I should have just said no. But I had a crippling methamphetamine addiction that haunts me to this very day. So I snorted a line of crank off my favorite Tila Tequila CD jewel case because it was 2006 and that's before MP3s existed. And it was off to the trailer park to deliver this pizza. When I got there, it was scary. Like a scene from a Saw movie or the back of a dirty van. I walked up to the trailer and hesitantly knock on the door. To my sheer horror, the woman who opens the door to greet me is old. Of course, the prunes. Who else would have ordered prunes and aphids on a pizza? I scream and throw the pizza. I scream and throw the pizza at me to try to run, but her porch is old and I catch my pant leg on a loose nail. Get back! I shout. I'm young and rich and I deserve to live. Thank you, Sonny, she says, fishing some money out of her old people clothes, whatever horrors those might have been that I tried my best not to pay attention to. She gives me the money, and I sprint back to the car. Out of breath, I lock myself in and do another line off my favorite Tila Tequila CD jewel case because it was 2006, and that's before MP3s existed, and I don't even know if you can snort a line off an MP3. (laughs) I call the cops on my razor flip telephone because it was 2006, and I was rich, and I tell them the horrible thing that happened to me. Officer, please, I need help. I just sold a pizza to an old woman. She must have been at least 50, maybe even 55. The cop laughed in response as if all of this was some cruel joke. And what he said next made me projectile vomit all over my steering wheel of my mom's Cadillac Escalade. (laughs) 
There's no way that happened, the cop says. People don't live to be 50. Don't call back here, I'll have you arrested for obstruction of justice. If people don't live to be that old, who tipped me $5? The distant sound of chains rattling and a witch cackle. <laughs> All right, so here's our next commercial. Oh, that was, that was just so beautiful. <laughs> Hey guys, do you get bored while trimming your pubic hair? Does it make you feel like less of a man or not as much of a man or only part of the man you should be? It just doesn't feel like I'm manly enough when I'm shaving my sack. This is a man bi- this is a man bag, not lady parts. That's because you're not using the gruff and tough spinning Jenny manscaping machine. Whoa, what's that? It turns this man in commercial boredly blows a raspberry while unseen buzzing sounds shave his nether. <laughs> Into this, man in commercial roars like a filthy animal while the camera spins furiously around him in a series of amateurish quick cuts and flashing close-ups while blood sprays from his genitals with the vigor of a fire hose. (laughs) The gruff and tough spinning Jenny manscaping machine grinds up dingleberries and spits them out like chewing gum. It tears out hair instead of cutting it so you can feel everything and take it like a man. Man in commercial screams echo in the hallway and fill the house while his wife and kids hide like the cowards they are. Sponsor. No, no tears. No, no quitting. No, no women or children allowed. The gruff and tough spinning Jenny manscaping machine. Act now. I'm scared. (laughs) That's awesome. Story three. All right. I had just bought my first house immediately after I graduated college because that's definitely how it works. I'm definitely not 14 years old and writing a story where I pretend to have graduated college. Anyway, I was 17 and I had just graduated college and bought my first house. It was in a cul-de-sac in a nice suburb neighborhood like you'd find anywhere or in a suburb. I didn't like any of my neighbors, though. They were all in their early 20s or mid-20s, and they all acted like they knew everything. But I was way smarter than they gave me credit for. I mean, I had just graduated college after all. But the worst neighbors of all were the bowel goblins. They were a young couple that lived right next to me in the house on the left. Sure, they were nice. Sure, they invited me over to their house for dinner many times. Sure, they were young. But the worst part of them was that the guy's mother lived with them, Mrs. Bell Goblin. She had wrinkles and white hair and wore nothing but pretty floral dresses. She must have been at least 40. One time I was over at the Bell Goblins, despising them. When suddenly I watched Mrs. Bell Goblin move really slowly from her bedroom to the hallway bathroom. The whole time she was doing it, she was moving really slowly. Needless to say, I never visited their house again. One day, I was just in my house doing things that people do inside their houses when the doorbell rang. Make ominous doorbell ringing sound here. Oh. Um. Ding dong. That's a good one. Thank you. It had a doorbell-like ring to it. (laughs) My heart jumped into my throat. Hello? I called out to the house that was mine because I owned it, but there was no answer. The doorbell rang again. Ding dong. I realized that I had to answer the door. My heart jumped into my throat. I felt like I would throw up. I opened the door. A gnarled hand with papery, wrinkled skin lurched through the opening. I shrieked. Of course, it was Mrs. Belgoblin. Hello, dearie, she said in her crackling, desiccated voice. I seem to be having trouble texting my son on this newfangled iPhone. Would you mind helping me work it out? 
No, leave, I shouted, slamming the door. What she said next, I'll never forget, as long as I live. Oh, are you busy? That's okay, dearie, some other time. Some other time. I watched through the peephole as her hunched silhouette slowly retreated from my doorstep. Really slow. If I didn't know any better, I'd say she was taking her time on purpose. It was disturbing, but that was the last time I had any interaction with any of the bell goblins. Until the very next night. (laughs) It was about three in the morning when I heard a noise outside. Uh, Make a digging noise here, or better yet, just say, Digging noises, digging noises. It sounded like digging, like the sounds a shovel makes when it enters dirt and lifts that dirt up and drops that dirt off next to where it used to be over and over again. My heart sank. Someone or something was outside (laughs) digging. I I went over to my window. Looking over at the Balgoblin's yard, I could see a figure hunched over something in the ground. Of course, it had to be the Balgoblin's. I didn't know what to do, so I grabbed my flashlight and my phone and got ready to go out there to check. The flashlight was because there was no moon in the sky, and also there was a thunderstorm going on, so it was very dark. As I got closer to their yard, I could hear the digging get louder and louder. Digging noises, digging noises, digging noises. Uh, Oh, and then suddenly stop. There's a lot of directions here. I like it. I opened the gate to their backyard and peered around the corner, shining my flashlight over the grass to see what had been making the horrible digging noise. Hello? Who's out there? I called, but got no reply. What I saw next made my heart sink from my throat back into my chest. There was a fresh hole dug into the ground. I could see the dirt was still wet, glistening in my flashlight beam. Hesitating with each step, I walked towards the hole, not sure what I was doing. I guess it was my teen adrenaline. Every fiber of my being was screaming at me to stop, to go home, and to run into bed and shut my eyes tight or maybe order a pizza. But I just had to know. I peered into the hole. I felt sick when I realized it was Mrs. Belgoblin. She was standing in the hole staring at me. My eyes met hers and I screamed. And she screamed. I am in the hole! She screamed. I am the old person in the hole! Immediately, I ran screaming all the way back to my house where I locked the front door and the back door and boarded up all the windows. Her screams still reverberated in my head, but even over the noise of me hammering nails into my walls, I could hear the footsteps outside. Suddenly, a knock rang out from the door, but it actually wasn't a knock and it actually wasn't on the door. It was more like the sound of someone hitting the wall with their open palm over and over again. And that's because that's exactly what it was. (laughs) Mrs. Belgoblin had left their backyard and followed me home, and now she was right outside my house. I am right outside your house, she was screaming. I am right outside your house, and I am an old person. I grabbed my phone and dialed 911, but the operator said, I don't believe you because that's absolutely something I'm allowed to do at my job. So I called the police, and the police told me, we obviously can't help you. You've read enough creepypastas by now. You should know how ineffective the police are. We'll send someone around your house to check up on you, and you'll see the police lights and hear the police officers snooping around. They won't find anything substantial. No one will get arrested. The culprit never gets found, etc. And that's exactly what happened. (laughs) Eerily enough, though, the next morning I looked out at my front yard. There were footprints all over the sidewalk, leading right from the Balgoblin's yard all the way up to my front door. They could have been mine, but they also could not have been. 
What a creepy piece of pasta, right? Needless to say, I moved out of my house that very day because that's definitely how moving works. As I was packing up my things, I called my landlord. You can imagine I had some choice words for her about the dorb dorbs and how I wouldn't live next to them anymore. Next to you, my landlord sounded surprised. Yeah, the house to the left of mine, I responded, still angry. What she said next would make me vomit all over myself in fear for the rest of my life. Nobody lives in that house, my landlord said. Nobody's lived in that house for a thousand years. <laughs> also, that's the end. There's only three stories. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. A thousand years. I'm standing outside your house and I'm old. <laughs> so good. So good. I like that one, especially because she was like, 40 she was at least 40 <laughs> she's at least 40 i owned my house i called my landlord <laughs> so i know it's so good Ooh, that's so good oh is that it that's it yeah there's only three but it's called for true yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you oh we oh our friends are so nice to write things for our dumb little um, I really want Josh and Zach to write one now. Oh my god. When Steven sent that, I was writing my thing, but I was like, well, obviously. Oh, we should have done that. Well, I asked Josh, and he was like, um, I have a life. I'm way too busy. Josh was like, I've got other things to he, do. And he Fine. sure does. Um, but I'm hoping I can get them to do it, and then we I can record them, and we'll put up a bonus episode. That would be amazing. That would be just amazing. And from henceforth, this podcast is now um, Lady Nightmare. Lady, yeah. ladies nightmares L- nightmare ladies nightmare ladies there you go cool Ooh, thanks for joining us ring. thanks for joining us oh uh we have a really quick segment riley ask me a question oh um oh my god this is so apropos is yeah. is doris day alive yeah did you check she also i checked two days ago but i'm gonna check again but also i think she like last month turned 96 oh my or god. 90 100 90 100 good for her she really she's really doing it i don't she's oh yeah april 3rd was her birthday so so uh, everyone call doris wish her happy a belated happy birthday i'm sure she'll appreciate it even though she is old she will she will uh riley would you like to take us out with a catchphrase i don't even know how to end this episode with anything but i will try either okay um oh i ran away okay and I, I, I think about it every day of my life. It's still the most disturbing thing that ever happened to me. And I'm pretty sure I have dreams where I see that person's face in it every night. And it's just really horrifying. And my life is really hard. Also, I have a Nintendo DS. I'm not a kid. I'm an I'm adult. Really I'm an adult. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, please write your own Mr. Nightmares and send it to us because we really please. would love that. Well, we're Lady Nightmare now. Yeah. Ladies Nightmare. Nightmare, ladies, nightmare ladies, nightmares. Ladies, nightmares, ladies. That's us. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> bye.